always, always use your head. You are now listening to Chair Shot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is. It is Sunday morning. It is hot outside, at least where I am. Dave, I don't know about you. How hot is it where you are? <laughs> you guys are amateurs, man. Um, let's see. Amateurs. Let's I mean, see. We, we're, we're in New England, man. What do you want? Let's well, see. How hot is it going to be today? Let me check. I mean, I know it's been at least 105 for the last few days here in Bakersfield. Oh, oh. And today it's actually going to be, that is the wrong place. Okay, here we go. It is going to be 102 today. Oh, a little bit of a cool down. Very nice. Yeah, Very nice. a little bit of a cool down. I yeah. mean, we're, we're only at 93 today, so not quite, but we're at the beginning of our big heat wave. Hello, everyone. Welcome into Chair Shot Radio, Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio with Patrick O'Dowd and David Ongar here on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the chairshot.com. It is heating up outside with the summer months commencing. It is also heating up in the NHL playoffs. And I was talking about this in a chat. I can't remember what. This whole interdivisional thing, I think PC Tunney's the one who said it, this whole interdivisional season has really led to some pretty danged, intense, contentious, heavy-hitting playoff series. And we're going to talk about the big incident that occurred at the Winnipeg Jets Montreal Canadiens um, series in game one. We, we can't not talk about that uh, as we look at our four quarterfinal series here in, um, in the NHL playoffs. We're going to do half the bracket before the commercial break, half the bracket on the, on the other side. And I figure uh, we'll talk about just kind of the the big hit and everything when we talk about that series, Uh, but maybe save that half of the bracket for the second half of the show and and kind of wrap it on that. If, if that is cool with you. Uh, It's cool with me. All of the series are, uh, are interesting for different reasons right now. So yeah. Right. And, and yeah. And so I think we can, um, yeah, let's just, uh, let's commence with the pleasantries and we'll get right after it after some music. Okay, I I really want you, you got to find you might have it if you have it. We got to find the the like the playoff music that NBC plays. Like I mean, I'm still I'm still selling out to ESPN. I'm you know, dude. You have you listened to the outro music the last two weeks on this on our chair shot radio? Uh, it's the edit- up, our, uh, I haven't listened to our. I put I put the NBC week. playoff theme at the as our outro music the last two weeks. Just so you know. Oh, good. So it's a nice little bookend. We can bookend it with. Uh, I felt remiss that I left the ESPN music off last week 
when we did the show. So I, I noticed that, but yeah, I, I, uh, the, when we started doing the playoffs, I put the NBC playoff stuff at the end. So, cause it's, nice. it's iconic as well. Oh, absolutely. And let's get to it. We're going to start with the, if you look on NHL.com, the right side of the bracket where we're going to look at the East and the, is it the central? Is that the, the Carolina, the, the Canes and the lightning? Yeah. And, I hate the Bruins enough that I want to get them out of the way. Bruins are going to fucking win this series, aren't they? Yes. God damn it. I hate the Bruins so much. And Brad Marchand, I just want to punch him in the face. He's the most punchable dude in all of hockey, in my opinion. He whines. Ugh. Anyway, talk about the series real quick. I'm, I'm disgusted that I have to live with the Bruins and insufferable Boston fans bragging about another cup. I mean, I'll say this. This one is going to go seven. I really think this one, there is very little between these two teams. They are, it is as tight as we thought it was going to be. They split the first two games in Boston. Um, New York was all over the Bruins in overtime the other night. And Brad Marchand just makes some, you know, some shot that shouldn't have gone in that caught Varlamov by surprise. And the Bruins are up two to one. I, I, I expect the Islanders to even this thing up and turn it into a best of three. But I just, I think right now, um, you know, as great as Varlamov played, I just think Tuka Rask has got the advantage. He made some massive saves in the in the first five minutes of overtime. He's and, and, and that's the theme is goaltending is the theme that we're going to talk about as we go along. I just think Boston's got the experience and the goaltending will get them through. They've got playmakers in a lot of different places. Not to say the Islanders don't because they do. Uh, Barzell finally Barzell finally got a playoff goal. He got going very nearly got the overtime winner. It just feels to me like they've got Boston's got a slight edge in goal. They've got a little bit more talent and a lot more experience at the key skill positions and key players. I just think it gives it in the edge. I still think Boston in seven, but I do think this goes the distance. But I hate Boston and want them to lose. Why can't they lose? Well, look, I, well, what well, they are not going to win the Stanley Cup. I will tell you that much right now. No, it's going to be my luck that the team that we now both think will win the Stanley cup is going to shit the bed and fucking Boston's going to win this goddamn Stanley cup. And then I got to listen to Boston fans. Like there's a hardcore Boston fan in my office. Every day I walk in you are in Massachusetts, shit. sir. Well, you know, I can't help that. Like I can't help that their, their fan base. And like that I live in the armpit of sports fandom. Like I can't help that. But it's and here's the thing is honestly I I don't hate all the players on ball I hate Marshan though I, I don't Marchand like him either just like the, and and the fact that he got the that he got the the overtime winner it's just it's salt in a wound man and like you said flukish goal it reminded me of the uh, the 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 goal that uh, Montreal got in the the shorthand one that I talked about a couple of weeks ago where the dude's like laying on his belly and fucking gets a stick on it and somehow gets past the goalie like hate like I get it that's part puck luck is a thing listeners we've talked about it and this was a case of some puck luck going Boston's way because God damn it. We have to listen to Boston fans talk about how great the team I mean, is. You want to talk puck luck. I mean, did, did you want to talk more Boston and Islanders? You want to switch to Vegas no, and we can, Colorado and talk well, no, all we're about do that. 
we're going to do that in the second half of the okay, show. We're that, doing the right side of the brackets today. There is the example of puck luck and how it can swing a series for you. Right. We'll, we'll we'll get that. We'll get to that in a second. What we will do is we'll shift over to the Tampa Bay Lightning and the, and the Carolina Hurricanes out of the Central. Number one, see Carolina hasn't really to me, and you can maybe back me up. They haven't really looked like the one seed I expected. At all. And Tampa Tampa Bay defending champs look like defending champs. They are playing very, very confidently, and they've always been fast. And that's always one of the things that I that I've been mesmerized in. And you see it, I, I think you see it here in this series again. The speed of Tampa Bay is proving a little challenging for the Carolina Hurricanes to handle right now. And I, you, you talked about a series that goes seven. I don't think this series goes seven. I think it's going to end at six at the latest because um, I think that Tampa Bay is is overwhelming the Canes and it's just not going to it's not going to pan out. It's an interesting series in that the road team has won every game so far. It's like the the Mavericks and Clippers, but on hockey, it's not quite as as surprising to see it because it happens sometimes. But yeah, I think you're right. Tampa seems to be they've got that championship medal about them and they, and they just go about their business and, and they were really, I mean, Carolina got a huge win the other night because Carolina had them down to nothing. Tampa comes back and then they get um, a nice deflection to win in overtime and Carolina desperately needed that. But I, I agree with you that it, right, right. that if you didn't know what their seedings were, you'd look at it and say, yeah, Tampa's the number one and, and Carolina's number two or three. Uh, it's not to say and- expect I, I you know we're recording on a saturday like we always do i fully expect tampa bay to win tonight yeah, uh, i i wouldn't be surprised to see tampa win it in five um even though carolina is a much better team than that and you know if it was anybody else it'd be different but tampa's just got they've got all the all those weapons they've like we said last week tampa bay has seen everything in the playoffs over the past five years. I mean, every scenario possible, they've been in every situation possible. They know what it takes to win. They know how to get, you know, what will beat them. Um, but I, I don't, if Carolina was a little bit more physical, then I would say that they have a better shot, but I don't think they match up t- Tampa physically, which like a couple years ago when the caps slowed them down and took them out physical, they wore them down. Carolina doesn't have that. So I think in a straight up skill and speed type of series like this one's kind of evolving into, you got to give you got to give Tampa Bay the edge. I'm actually thinking this ends in five. Yeah, I think um, I think Carolina is too good to go down in five. I think they'll I think they'll find a way to win one more. Uh, I think it will go six. And I, you know, looking at this half of the bracket, I do see Tampa Bay coming out of the semis and going back to a back-to-back Stanley cup finals. I, I don't think that, I don't think the Boston, if, if we go with what we just said, I don't think Boston has the horses to keep up with Tampa Bay. And I think that it, I think that that'll be the end of Boston's run. If it is Boston and Tampa, no to the rask. Yeah. If it is Boston and Tampa, then yeah, I don't think, I don't think Boston matches up so well with them because Tampa can just flat out outskill them. And and Boston doesn't have enough playmakers to to match them. I would take Carolina over Boston, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I, I think if it comes, down, I mean, how they're doing it based on regular season records, like the one versus four, and then two and three will yeah, play. Yeah, you know, that's what I that's what I thought. But then if you look at the NHL 
Dot-com website and you go to their playoffs page, they, they've got it set up where the winner of the winner of, sorry, I got to scroll up here. The winner of these two series that we just talked about will be facing each other. Um, and then the winner of the two series we're going to talk about after the commercial break are going to be facing each other. And I've heard them talk about it uh, on NHL or uh, NHL network uh, talking about, the Canadian team facing up against the winner of the West. So I think that's what's happening unless I missed some news bite somewhere that I, that I, that I just don't know. Well, I've heard them talk about reseeding and maybe that's what yeah, they're going to do. I, I, maybe that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, cause right now you're looking at it. I mean, it may, and it may work that way that if the series that we're talking about are going to go the way that we think they're going, yeah, you know, Montreal's going to play the best team remaining, so it may not make much difference. That is true. Absolutely. So, I, yeah, I, I do think that um, we'll, we're going to find out. I think there's pivotal games tonight. It's so funny. It's such a cliche thing to say. You know, pivotal game five, pivotal game four. It's, it's really – they really are. Like, these are make-or-break games for – the teams that are down for the Islanders, for the Canes, they, they really got the both teams got to, got to put up even this series so that it becomes a, a three game stint. I think, like you said, I think one team will do it. I think the other will not, but uh, I do think that Carolina will still find another win somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is it's never good to be down three to one. Yes. Teams come back from three to one in hockey. We've seen it all the time. We saw it just, you know, a couple weeks ago, but, um, you know, at the same time, it's like you don't want to be down three to one. Beating any team three times in a row is not easy. So, yeah, you don't nope. want to go down three one. And that's in any sport. So, okay, so that's going to do it for the first half of the bracket. We're going to take our quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the other side of the bracket, the West, shaping up to be a better series than I initially ex- expected after Game One, and we'll we'll go to Canada and talk about one of the more vicious hits I've seen in a playoff game in a long time. Uh, before we go to our recorded commercials, it is my duty to remind you that if you like what we're doing over here at thechairshot.com, to head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot and buy a shirt. We've got all kinds of shirts to choose from all kinds of designs over 20. We have them for our various programs and shows such as bandwagon nerds and a winner is you to catchphrases and sayings from the shows. Like everybody hates Greg hashtag journalism and the like they come in a variety of styles. You can get yours in a standard style for 1999. If you're feeling fancy, you can spend a few dollars more and get it soft style. The preferred style of Miranda Morales. Again, if you like what we do, the best way to support us and to help us keep giving you quality content is to go over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Thank you very much for your support. We all greatly appreciated when we come back we will talk about the other half of the nhl playoff bracket as we slowly but surely make our way towards the stanley cup finals you're listening to chair shot radio on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. 
Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, welcome back. Dave, do we want to talk about Canada and the big hit first, or do we want to talk about what I would argue is the premier playoff series going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Eh, what do you want to do first? Save the hit for last. Let's talk Vegas and Colorado. Okay. So after game one, we messaged each other. Yeah. And we're this this could be done in four. As Colorado came out and just blitzed the Vegas Knights game two tightened up over there in Colorado. So far the home team has held serve Vegas got a much needed win um, on Friday, one goal victory, three to two, the premier game tonight. And this is kayfabe tonight. Sunday night is the Colorado avalanche at Vegas on NBC sports network. They're playing at eight 30 PM prime time. That's the big game. Does this be? Is this going to be a home? Is this going to be a home series all the way? Home hold home home court. Is that, is that what we're on here? It may very well be. Those those home arenas are some of the more boisterous fans that you. Now got. that we've got fans, right? Yeah, now that you got fans, and now you're at full capacity. That they're really carrying. I mean, and you know, the crowd in Vegas has been great since the inception of the franchise, and. Kudos to those guys because they really willed them back in that game last night. Because, I mean, like you're saying, game one was an absolute ass whipping. But to the proverbial woodshed. Yeah, you got to give the I don't I'm not sure who's the Vegas coach, but um, the name escapes me. But, you know, he justified starting Robin Leonard in that game saying, hey, there's a perfect time to do it. Flurry needed a break. It's game one. Well, Leonard got absolutely annihilated. And he made right. the smart move to put Flurry back in in game two. And it really stabilized Vegas at the back end and, and allowed them to claw their way back in the series because they were getting worked over in the first period of game two. But then everything's, everything changed. And Vegas really controlled things yesterday and, and had Colorado on their heels. And we talked about this earlier when we talked about the Blues and what they couldn't do against Colorado, which was put that forward pressure on them in Vegas Ken, because you know you got Pacioretty and, and Stone and Carlson and all those guys who are continuously pressuring. What I would say, if Colorado has a weakness, it's that defense, and they can be beat there. Um, right. But Philip Grubauer is playing out of his damn mind. He last night they were what five minutes from a three nothing lead. You talk about puck luck um, and, and the aforementioned yep. Pacioretty. I think he got. He got one shot, it got blocked, and then he banks it in off of the back of Grubauer, and then Grubauer yep. gives up a, a quasi-soft goal 45 seconds later, and the series is completely different. So 
that's puck luck for you and what it can do. But I think Vegas has shown they can skate with Colorado, which isn't easy. Um, Colorado's yeah, going through a little bit of yeah. Colorado's going through a little bit of a lull. I expect them to turn that on. Um, if Vegas can tie the series up, yeah, it's anybody's game. I still like Colorado in maybe six, um, but I, uh, but I, I think know. it's going. It I might. think it's going. Peter Peter DeBoer is the uh, the head coach for the Vegas Knights. I think I pronounced his name. Yeah, right. kudos to him. He made a very he made a good adjustment. You know, I mean, right. obviously, and if you give up seven, you're going to make the adjustment, but. Right. And, that, and that's part of the game, right? That's part of any sport, any long, any seven game series is making adjustments to, to your opponent. And then it's the, it's about the adjustment to the adjustments and we'll see what Colorado has in store. I do think eventually, I just think that Colorado is the more complete team and that's going to play out in game seven because I think, I think it's going to go seven. I just think, and I will say that I think it's going to be a series where, Home court is held all the way through. Home ice. Sorry, I keep using basketball terminology for a hockey series. Home ice is going to win out. I think it's going to hold out. And that's that's where we're going to end. And now that my pick for the Stanley Cup finals is out, my Stanley Cup winner, I think the winner of this series is is the odds-on favorites for the Cup. And I think regardless of whether it's Vegas or Colorado – they're they're the odds on favorites to to come out of this and, and win the cup. They are, but Tampa is not going to be an easy out for whether it's Vegas or Colorado. No, that's going to be no, a tough. Nobody's, nobody's an easy out, but I, I I find it tough. Really, as we go back to looking at the scope of the season, Colorado's been a complete team all season. They really haven't stumbled. They really like their first game of the season when they lost like six to three to the blues, that was their stumble for the entirety of the NHL season. So, you know, kudos to them for just being head and shoulders better than everybody else. Like that, in my opinion. So I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be the winner of that series is going to, is going to have the, is going to be the favorite to be hoisting the cup in a few weeks. So we saved the best for last Montreal is up 2-0 on Winnipeg right now, and they took both games, quote-unquote, on the road, you know, in Winnipeg. And a few fans uh, there. Yeah, it's such, a, it's such a different environment, though, and you know that. Uh, series heads to Montreal. Or it's the early game on Sunday. Montreal, do, do they... Like, Winnipeg said everything they needed to say. I, I actually pulled the article up. Jets confident after big improvement from game one. Like, I mean, what are you supposed to say when you're down to nothing? Like, oh no, we're getting our asses kicked. We really, we're, we're stinking it up. Does, does Winnipeg pull a game out here? Nope. Are the Habs, are the Habs just too hot? Too hot. And, and, and there's a reason they're too hot and it's all about Carey Price. And this is by far and away, Grubauer has been fantastic. Carey Price is the best goalie going right now in the playoffs. He stole three games in a row from Toronto, especially game six and seven. I mean, that right. was carry all carry price. Toronto should have won that series. We both know Toronto was Toronto was the better team. Montreal had the much better goalie advantage goalie and Montreal wins. And you a cup. Yeah, exactly. And, and you've got a similar situation. Montreal should not be up to nothing on Winnipeg. They are, I think 
you know, right. what we're going to talk about with the hit, you know, Winnipeg's going to be without one of, if not their best player for these two games in Montreal. And I, I, with Carey Price playing the way he is, yeah, I don't see this. I, I think Montreal sweeps him. Wow. By the way, just to go back to the Toronto Maple Leafs Hab series, after that, after that game ended, I sent you a tweet from God, the, the God Twitter account, and it was, sorry, hashtag Leafs, I just don't like you. Man, you weren't kidding. That is a snake bit franchise. Just, wow. Eight, just gross. They've had a chance to put a series away eight times in a row and have lost That's- every time. It just defies all logic that 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 happens, and yet that's the beauty of sport. That's the beauty of hockey, and that window's closing. And I've learned my lesson. The Toronto Maple Leafs are the Buffalo Bills of the early '90s. That's what I've learned out of this whole thing. Like I used to be so sold on the Buffalo Bills every Super Bowl, and then they shit the bed. At least the Bills got <laughs> to the Super Bowl. The Maple Leafs can't Four get out of the first round. Well, it's such a different animal, though, in, in hockey. I, I will say that. Like the seven-game series versus the one-off. Okay, here's the other thing that I think has been a big motivating factor for for the Habs, and that is Mark Sheffley. Sheffley? Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Suspended four games for charging Canadian forward Jake Evans in game one. And... You know, Sheffley thinks it's excessive. I don't think it was excessive at all. Because he he hit that dude with intent. He blew that guy up. He blew Evans up. I watched that video about three or four times just before we started recording so that I could feel good about where I am. This is my, like, there was just no place for it. There was just no place for it. And I don't know what. Sheffley was trying to prove was he trying to get his team fired up I'm assuming like trying to just get them you know amped for game two but watch like you you could seriously could have ended that dude's career could have ended Jake Evans I don't know what he was thinking either I can speculate that it was frustration because he had Jake Evans had just scored the empty net goal and he was frustrated and pissed and took it out on his head um, no, right. four games is not excessive. He should be gone for a lot longer than that. It's it, well, it, it's what a Jake Evans supposed to do is he just supposed to sit there with the puck and like dance around with well, it? And like, that's the thing. If if Sheffley had gone for the puck or tried to block the puck and gone for the puck first and then hit him in the head like that, okay, that's a different story. Then you're saying, well, he's trying to make a play on the puck. His momentum carried him into him, and okay, you can understand that he made no play on the puck. He went but, straight but Dave, head hunting. The goal hunting. was right. the goal was in. Right. By the time he gets hit, that puck is across the line. Right. Like you pull up, you pull up, and maybe you get in his face, and you jaw, and yeah, maybe but it's it's and maybe you get the crowd around you in that way. Like, because here's the thing we we've talked about this. We've talked about fighting in hockey, and it's such a it's such a weird thing because there are times where it's like, yes, we want this. It's like a manager getting ejected in baseball. It's like. Uh, a coach getting a technical foul in basketball. There, there's all these. The only, the only exception. I don't know really what pro football coaches can do to fire up their team. 
that, you know, like on the field, but like all these other sports have these things that you can do. And in hockey, it really is about John and maybe a little bit of harmless fisticuffs that you know is going to go nowhere and, and you fire up your team. And what Jeffrey did just wasn't it. Just wasn't it. I mean, like, remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the whole Tom Wilson incident, you know, and, and whether right, right. whether the NHL just shit the bed as far as not disciplining him. And then we were like critical of them. Then you look at this hit and you say, man, maybe they didn't give him enough discipline on that one either, because what was what what Sheffley did worse than what Wilson did? I'd say yes, because, you oh, know, absolutely. you got a defenseless guy who just doesn't see it coming and it's not a, a post whistle scrum or anything like that. But. Yeah, there's a, there's no place for stuff like that. I mean, that that's how people get hurt. That's how their careers get ended. Evans is lucky, like you're saying, that his career is not over. Um, but I think you know, and I didn't see the beginning of game two. I imagine there was a throwdown at the beginning of game two because there should have been if there wasn't. Uh, but it certainly didn't have the effect. I mean, it fired up Carey Price a little bit more. He was absolutely magnificent in game two. Montreal just they're not the most talented team in the bracket, and, and that's. I don't, if you look talent wise, they can't match Colorado. They can't match Vegas. They shouldn't be able to hang with Winnipeg or Boston or Tampa or Carolina. But when you've got a goalie like Carey Price, who's doing what he's doing. And I mean, I watched Price in, in like an overtime against Toronto. He was just so smooth in everything he did. It's just like they're shooting the puck and he's just catching it. And, and you can see him setting up to, like he knows where the puck's going to go before it right. ever goes there. He, and you he's, can't beat he's somebody in like the that. Zone. He's a hot goaltender. We talked about this at the beginning of when we started doing chair shot radio and covering hockey. Hot goalie can win you a Stanley Cup. See Jordan Bennington. See Tuka Rask. See a lot of the names that we've talked about uh, throughout the season, and, and it'll do it. So we are inching closer and closer, though, to the Stanley Cup finals. We should be done by August, I'm thinking, is is when that'll all wrapped up. I'm I'm joking. That was a, I was like August. Wait, we're in June right Dave, now. James like taking this seriously. They say I always feel weird. It's ninety some degrees outside. It's June and we're still playing ice hockey. It's it's a little weird. It normally would but, have ended this week. I think uh, is normally right. the last week of the Just season. The truncated season, yeah. Because um, my Facebook memories right now. Uh, every every day that there was it's like two years ago. I get a blues reminder. As I and I saw how I lived and died with that series, man. Like I was reading my, tw- like after game one, when when Boston really kind of took it to the Blues, I was like, well, we ain't winning this one. Like I was so doom and gloom, it's hysterical and it's funny because I remember the time being like, well, they were in last place in January. This is just gravy. And yet at the same time, you don't want it to be. You want it all of it. You want it all. When you're there, you're like, yeah, I want to win. So. Good times, great memories. Yeah, I remember when, when the Caps were in the finals 2018, I just wanted them to win a game so it wouldn't be a sweep like it was in 98. Right. I did you not think to... they could hang with the Vegas Golden Knights. but And then, you know, once you get past that first win, then you start thinking, well, maybe. And then you allow right. yourself to imagine, hey, what if? Yeah, that's and that's exactly what happened with me. And, of course, both of us, we got our big moments. And another big moment is coming for a team in just a few short weeks. I think that's going to do it for this week's edition of Chair Shot Radio. Dave, before we go, I got to tell you a fun story. This is a bandwagon nerd story, by the way, everyone. So if you listen to last week's bandwagon nerds, you heard uh, one PC Tunney give his opinion of the classic 80s cinematic genius that was Top Gun. 
today, I turn on the movie channel, and guess what is playing on the movie channel as I was getting ready to start my day? Talk to me, Goose. Top Gun was on, and I was like, you know, this happens so often. Somebody talks about a thing, and then boom, turn around, there it is. I can't wait to talk about it with PC Tunney tomorrow when we kick off Bandwagon Nerds. But that's tomorrow. Today, you're listening to ChairShot Radio. Dave, tell everybody where they can find you out there in the interwebs and the universe. You can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G. And on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can catch me at Wrestling Realist on the Twitter. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can catch Dave and I, of course, every Sunday here on the ShareShot Radio. We also do Bandwagon Nerds. That airs on Monday afternoons. And you can also listen to me every Wednesday as part of the Babyface Heel podcast with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales. That's going to do it for the Sunday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Until next time, have a good day. Try to stay cool, everyone. Drink lots of water if you got to be outside. Summer is here, and we are feeling the heat. Be safe. Be good to each other. You've been listening to Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com.